Kia ora everyone, I'm Olivia, I'm Rachel, I'm Laura, and you're listening to Book Lover, Lover Banter. Banter. Uh, we're recording live from uh, our studio, which is the back, tiny back office um, at the Book Lover Bookshop in Milford, and we are going to talk to you today all about what we've been reading over the summer holidays. It is, what's the date today? We're recording 30th of January. It's We've closed the shop. It's about 20 past five on a Tuesday afternoon, and it is a glorious day outside, not a cloud, and it is stinking hot. Should I start? Yes. yes. I thought you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> what did I read? I read, uh, I read The Storm We Made, which has just come out. I think it came out last week. Uh, it's historical fiction, World War II. It is, oh, you listened to it, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so that's Rachel. Rachel listened to it. And it is hard content to read. It's not, Mm. you know, some historical fiction is quite romantic and and, uh, almost evocative, but this is is brutal. This is bloody. This is, um, it is set in Malaya starting in the 1930s when uh, it, country is uh, pretty much controlled by the British and then carries on through the war when it becomes uh, occupied by the Japanese and it's about what happens to one family and the decisions that one woman in particular makes that affects her whole family and pretty horrific things that result from those decisions. I it's one of those books where we'd say oh did you enjoy it and I can't say that I enjoyed it because it was really difficult reading but I thought it was clever I thought the characters were all hard to like they all were flawed which I know Rachel you struggled with but I actually quite liked that um there wasn't a hero there was oh no (laughs) everyone made mistakes and paid the price yes awful Price they had to pay. Uh, some people like gritty war stories, and if they did, I think they would really like it. It's really, really well written. It's just heavy hitting. What do you think? That yeah, kind of- it's very heavy hitting. I think if I were reading it, there are parts that I personally would kind of want to read quicker kind of skim and be like oh no is this like I want to get to the next part of the book because I want that scene to be over I did that but I definitely skimmed but listening to it I just had to keep listening oh, and I was no. like oh no oh god oh what's happening next oh yeah. no oh but you don't want to skip forward in an audiobook because then you're like what did I miss whereas if you're reading you can skim mm. and you can get the gist of the horrible scene and get to the next scene and it's it's I think what I love about historical fiction is, is you learn about what happened in this, in Malaya during the war. Uh, then what did I read after that? I'm trying to think. Oh, I then read a book which is due out March, I believe. No, soon. Anna O. Oh, February. 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 So it's called Anna O, and you're going to hear about it. Yes. From everyone everywhere I think Laura read it too I read it too it's amazing it's going to be one of those books isn't it that everyone will be talking about yes I'm going to put it in the same category as what Girl on the Train yes definitely yeah and um what's that other big one Gone Girl 
Yes. So it's a psychological thriller? Yeah. Set in a um, sleep hospital. Yes. They're analysing people who who have sleep issues. Yeah. And um, the murderer is fast asleep and has been asleep ever since. The crime was committed. The crime was committed. Mm. And they're trying to get her out of sleep in order to find out what happened and... and and to and take her to court, to convict court. her. Mm. Yeah. But there are some people who believe that she's not guilty, and so yeah. they are trying to find answers too. It's really clever. I changed my mind about who the murderer was about ten times. Wow. Did you? Did, did you guess the murderer? I did towards the end. I didn't. But literally, like, the last, yeah. I think the second to last chapter, I went, oh, no. Anyway, I won't give it I, I kept and, thinking I'd worked it out oh, all the way through. I thought, oh, I've got this. I've got this. <laughs> and then and then I was like, oh, I haven't got this. So many twists. So many twists. Oh, yeah. It's very clever. It is. It's really good. Yeah. Mm. Good psychological thriller. Mm. And I liked that the hospital is on Harley Street in London. Yes. <laughs> uh, which I know well. Yes. Someone else can talk about a book that they've read. Laura and I both read a book called Because of Fades. That's a book by a young Kiwi author called Freddie. I don't know if it's Gillies or Giles or I um, think it's Gillies. I think it's Gillies. Um, and that comes out at the start of February, published by Bateman Books. It is like if White Lotus was a book for anyone who watches White Lotus on um, TV. It was like the author watched it and went, do you know what? This would make it an amazing book. And it did. It really did. Yeah, it's about two couples uh, heading off on holiday together. In mm. Italy. And um, and what happens to them. It is quite dramatic. Isn't so it? is it like, has it got a thriller component yes. to it? Okay. Yeah, that kind of feeling of unease and suspense. Right. I wouldn't call it a thriller, but there's a thrilling aspect okay. to it. It's page-turning. So it's page-turning. You know that something is going to happen because of the prologue, but you don't know what. And you think you know, and then you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so I like books like that. Yeah. And he writes beautifully because he writes as if he's as if you're there you 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 picture yourself in it don't you you're yes. in that car with them driving across very Italy. very easy to read yeah mm -hmm. like very easy. we both read it in a, a night yeah i read it in a <laughs> day and a night yeah <laughs> it's unputdownable yeah and there's a lot to talk about so we'll be doing it for our next book club and i think it's a good book club book and there's just layers so many layers and I think it's a really good book for both male and female. Like, yes, both men and women, I think, will just find something in it. And I want to give it to my husband to read and say, here, read this. This is about, you know. Any age, would it appeal to? Any age. Yeah, yeah. I think any age. I think so. Because I was sort of, I was coming at it a bit older than the protagonists, mm. but looking back on my holidays at right. that age yeah. thinking you know and you said it made you change how you reacted to dinner last night was it dinner last night um yeah 
just changes your perspective on things yes. without giving anything away. Mm-hmm. Kind of how how group dynamics. It's yes. kind of the group when there are just four of you and you're two couples. It's a funny combination when two of you are very good friends and the others hardly know each other mm. in a couple. I'm looking forward to reading it. Yeah, it's very good. I think it'll. I think again because it's a Kiwi author. I think it could be big here. Mm-hmm. Even though I think he lives in London. Yes, I think he does now. But and he the wrote. Book is set um, in he wrote the big bike the big trip. bike trip. Yes. yes. So this is his debut fiction novel. Yeah. And it's a good debut. And we were discussing because of another book that both Laura and I have read, Piglet by Lottie Hazel. Um, we were discussing we how that, one's not out yet, that one is um, today. <laughs> I think it's just been published, so we should okay. have it in store any day now. Okay. We were talking about how debuts nowadays are expected to be like the biggest debut, mm. the most amazing. They're all going to be Booker Prize winners and or yeah multi-million dollar yeah best-selling author yeah or or you think to yourself that this is this is them honing their craft and number two novel number two is going to be even better and I think that was our view on Piglet was that the next book she writes is going to be even better but you liked Piglet loved it yeah yeah Yeah. Mm. it's good so what's it about Oh, it's it's amazing. It's a it's a woman getting ready, getting ready. Oh, I can't say it, getting ready for her wedding, getting ready for her <laughs> wedding. <laughs> she's getting ready for her wedding, and she's going to make her own wedding cake, which is a croque bouche, which is one of those oh ones where you yep, yep, stick the um, constructed all together. I remember them making the them master sheet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's the pastry called? It's a shoe, uh, pastry. shoe pastry. It's a shoe pastry creation. Mm. And the description of her making the cake is just extraordinary. <laughs> anyway, some things happen in the run-up to the wedding, and it just becomes more and more chaotic. It's a sort of slow descent into, into just right. like, oh, you just want to be in her head. You are in her head, but you don't want to be in her head, but right. you... And it's not a good place to be. It's sort of awful because she's called Piglet by her family. It's her nickname because she likes food. Uh, A nickname that stuck from when she was little. Yeah. Is is there a sort of an eating disorder? I think so. Yes, definitely. It it should come with a slight trigger warning. Mm -hmm. But it is also extremely good on food. I mean. um, And is it funny? Is there humour? Or not really? Yes. Sort of dark humour. Dark 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 humour. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything you could liken it to? Oh, um, I, I, in a funny kind of way, Bridget Jonesy. It okay. has a sort of element of Bridget Jones's diary, mm-hmm. and um, so it's. Would you pitch it as contemporary literary or more contemporary commercial? I mm. feel like it's right down the middle. Yeah, okay. I feel it's like so- it's not one or the other. And there's there's the class struggles as well because Piglet is from a, a different class than her husband kit her her husband to be kit and she's essentially the whole book trying to live up to his family and their expectations and she can't she right. or she feels like she can't and she's it's that everyday struggle of being somebody who you're not 
What country is it set in? It's set in the UK. It's the UK. Yeah. 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 And mm. she's a food writer. Ah, I'm going to read it. It makes you hungry. It does make you (laughs) hungry. Yeah. The descriptions of food (laughs) and recipes are lovely. My stomach's rumbling now. I'm hungry. I read, finally, uh, Rebecca Ross's Divine Rivals because the second book, Ruthless Vows, it's a young adult novel. Um, Divine Rivals was published last year, I think, or maybe even the, I think it was last year. But the second one, it's a duology, has just come out, Ruthless Vows. And it was just really, really beautiful. I thought the writing was stunning. I thought it was very well, it was a nice mix. It was a bit of mythology that she's created and a little bit of world building with this two gods who are at war with each other and the humans who are essentially like pawns in their little game of war and two rival journalists, the divine rivals, uh, who are mm, spoilers. (laughs) I won't say anything else, but there's two rival journalists and they're both vying for the same promotion. Um, and oh, I can't say much without spoiling it, but it, it's, it's going to make you enemies to lovers kind of. Yes. But, uh, spoilers. Okay. <laughs> I so hate that because I would feel like, I, I don't want to know that yeah, they're enemies yeah, to lovers. I just want to learn that when I read the book. Yeah, that's so true. But yes, essentially. Um, and it makes you, and I've spoken to a few people about this. It makes you want to write letters again which I think is really beautiful yeah, cool. in a book. Mm-hmm. I think if you can read and it makes you want to do something like with Piglet, I just wanted to like become a chef. <laughs> and then um, with a few other books I've read this year that just make me want to do something more with my life. And then that mm-hmm. one really made me want to start writing letters, start writing like love letters. Um, and a few other people have said the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think it was just a really, really beautiful story. and it's. It's YA. There's no, um, there's nothing inappropriate in it. Like I would give it to even a 13 year old. Um, it's not like a kind of smutty romance. It's very like PG, mm-hmm. which I love because that's the kind of book I want to read. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is my level. There's kissing. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> kissing and love letters. And the sequel is it just i haven't read the sequel yet but um is it just gonna be but it's just the two okay and the sequel i think will have a little bit more to do with the gods and the war which i'm really interested to learn about um because the first one focuses a lot on building their relationship um and i think the second one will get a a deeper glimpse into the war and the, the kind of not i wouldn't even call it fantasy it's almost like it's a historical fiction but not our history it's weird it feels like a Mm. historical fiction novel but it's not but because it's set in a war it has that element Uh, of and they write in letters yeah yeah yeah, so but i'm excited to read the second book oh well i uh i had a customer in gosh when was it just after christmas so early early this year and lovely woman and she said look do you ever take 
book recommendations? And I said, absolutely. And she said, because I know that she reads books that I like. And she said, uh, you must read what you are looking for is in the library. And so I quickly ordered a, a little stack of them and read it uh, over the summer. It's translated from Japanese, which I usually I, I enjoy most books translated from the Japanese. I, I'm try, I was trying to work out what it is about Japanese writing that I'm drawn to, and I, and I can't. I like the simplicity of it. I like the uh, often, I think you use the word, that's often a, a sort of philosophical um, beauty in there. And this was, I absolutely loved it. I think it's, I was describing it earlier as almost like a self-help book, but in fiction form. A uh, person is maybe maybe looking, uh, feeling a bit lost, looking for something or looking for direction or trying to process something that's happened to them. And the librarian at this community library uh, is able to find a book that they need which helps them to come out the other side, I suppose, or, or to, to, it's like the title says, it's what they're looking for in the end. Uh, so I really enjoyed that, and I think uh, it would appeal to anyone, but I think in particular people, I'm thinking more slightly younger people, and maybe, maybe in their 20s or 30s, who feel a little bit like they've lost their way. Um, I think it really helps to help people to connect to the characters and, and see themselves in the characters and hopefully help them to find a way forward. Does that make sense? Yeah, it sounds it's like a meta book. Mm. <laughs> Is it similar to anything else you've read before? Not really. I mean, uh, I thought a couple of times The Alchemist came into my head as I was reading it, even though it's not The Alchemist, but it was more that maybe inspirational. Or mm. it's like someone's taking your hand and guiding you. Mm. Uh, and in terms of the style of writing, I'd, I'd compare it to, you know, where, when the coffee gets cold. Yeah. Oh, before the coffee. Before the coffee cold. gets cold. Mm. I think the first book that I read in 2024 was um, one that's about to come out called Fijar by Kate Evans. It's a really interesting book about a food <laughs> and a feature. A feature. Yeah. I mean I suppose if you were to write a book about a pineapple it would be an a history of the pineapple it would be interesting so it is an interesting concept to write about where does the fruit originate how did it get to New Zealand how you know uh, is it recognized around the world lots of people have never heard of it but here in New Zealand it has a kind of aura mm -hmm. um it is so prevalent here that it's become a kind of um everyone can eat it mm -hmm. you don't even have to buy it people give you for mm -hmm. and um put boxes of it out on the street and it's just a really interesting search for um the origins of this fruit and they take kate all over the world mm -hmm. before COVID and after COVID she goes on trips to meet people who um, are chefs who work with them in um, South America or people in Europe um, she goes and tries to find uh, trees that she's learned about in sort of um, the botanical gardens of Europe 
it's it's a really and it's an easy read. Um, I I raced through it, and I I think it'll prove to be one of my favorite books of the year. Great, right. so, yeah, big call in January by the Hachette New Zealand Amal Press imprint. It's one yes. of their new. Is that right? Okay, it's books. called a story of obsession and belonging. So. <laughs> And engaging writing style. Totally. Obviously. She's brilliant. Mm. Is, ha, have you ever come across her before? No, has I she written anything else? No, no, I don't know. I'd read anything she's written. So. I feel I like it's a debut. Well, I think it I could be wrong. a long time to write because the research is extraordinary. I wonder what triggered her to be like, I mm. want to write a book about Does she say why no. she chose to? Yeah. Write. <laughs> Does she have some, like, personal connection well, she, to She was planting one in her garden. They bought a, they bought a piece of land with, her, with I think, with her, one of her relatives that they're going to live on together. And I think that that's somewhere near Raglan. Mm. And I think that they've moved in and were planting a Fajara tree. And it maybe and triggered it. Maybe it triggered a, a search. I think it says in the book, but I can't remember. And and in the same vein, I, I sort of wanted, wanted to read about um, wildlife. And you had said how good North Woods was. And that was my second read of 2024. And that had the same kind of... Um, look at the apple. That mm, was the bit I liked best about yeah, North Woods yeah. with the bits about the apple trees. I loved that book too. It's really beautiful. You've spoken about that before. It was one of your books of last year. Mm, it was, yeah. Top I think book. it's a great page. <laughs> yeah. Mm, I've had a number of customers come back and say how much they enjoyed it. It's interesting. There's been quite a number of debuts just thinking. Yeah, the ones we've talked about. So I'm going to talk about an author <laughs> who is definitely not a debut author. She has written I don't know how many books. Kristen Hanna, uh, a lot of people listening will have heard of her. She's a pretty famous American author. And her new book, The Woman, it is brilliant. It is set, uh, it is about the Vietnam War uh, from the point of view of a nurse who went to serve there and not only what she went through there along with her fellow nurses, but also her experience of returning home from Vietnam and how the country and her family reacted to her having been in Vietnam. And I learned a lot. Uh, I loved, she, she just has such an engaging writing style and I love the characters and she was a fabulous heroine the main the main character it's a cracker it'll fly out the door i'm sure <laughs> i think we already have pre-orders for it yeah yeah anything else i read a um, children's book oh yeah yeah um called silver linings by katrina nanastad and um it is the most beautiful book to hold in your hands. It's got one of those covers that feels mm. feels lovely. And on the first page, there's a map of the village and the house that she lives in. And I'm a sucker I for a children's a book with oh, a map. A and, you know, it's only ch- showing where the chicken shed is in relation <laughs> to the house. But I just love that. And it's the most lovely, quite sad tale of um, a family on a farm in Australia in the 1950s, set at exactly the time that Queen Elizabeth was having her coronation. And, and in fact, at the school, they, um, they uh, practice 
being crowned as a queen. <laughs> and, and then, um, in fact, Queen Elizabeth comes and um, visits their town. It has issues. It, it, it has it has themes of death and grief in it, mm-hmm. both of animals and humans. And so it's it's really interestingly handled in terms of grief. And I thought it was absolutely beautiful. And it's sort of like a kind of young Anne of Green Gables. Okay. Or I was thinking Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, it's got yeah, okay. it's it's sort of that kind of a book. I think it's the kind of book that you could read aloud to your family at bedtime or mm. in the bath or it's a read aloud. I think it would be a really good read aloud book. And you said to discuss as well because of the themes of grief. Yeah. That I it mean, would everyone, be a good one children to read are going to together. Mm. Children are going to come across grief, whether it's an animal that dies or mm. a grandparent or, you know, very sadly a sibling. I mean, it, it happens and it's beautifully hand, handled in this book. And there is humour. It's mm. funny. It's <laughs> it's lovely. It's just charming. If a child was reading it themselves, mm. what age would, it, would they start? Well, Nettie, the heroine, is about six. So I would have thought it is. No, it's very young. It's very young. And I think that's what makes it so interesting. Mm. I think you could start it with a sort of six-year-old. Reading to them. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Or if they're a very good reader. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anything else? I've read a couple crime. Uh, I read Tess Gerritsen. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but Tess Gerritsen's new one. It's called The Spy Coast. I wasn't sure when I started reading it if it was going to be part of a series. Uh, turns out it is. It's the Martini Club number one. Ooh. So I know myself and uh, another customer who's already read it are patiently waiting for Martini Club number two. Uh, fast-paced commercial crime mm-hmm. um, about uh, Tess was inspired by the town that she lives in, essentially retired spies that live in her town. Which I thought was a bit like, oh, you're telling people where the retired spies live. Mm-hmm. They might not like that. Um, but really clever. It's that um, retired spy, retired police detective trope of um, they're retired, but a crime finds them. And then they have to get back into it. Uh, so very, very quick read. Um, good beach read. Good summer read. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. Um, and then I also just finished reading Eileen Merriman's new book, which I believe is published in March. And what's reading it ahead of it? That yeah. one's called "The Night She Fell." It has a wicked cover. Yeah, it's a, I love the cover. Um, it is the story of a girl <laughs> who fell. Um, she, no what? <laughs> um, and trying to essentially, the mystery of the book is trying to figure out how she fell, why she fell. Did she jump? Did someone push her? All of the clues kind of adding up throughout the book to figure out what happened. Um, and Where's you, it set? it's set in Dunedin, um, in, I think they're, they're in their twenties, um, studying at the university and, are they studying medicine? I ask because we know. Yes. <laughs> um, yes, Xander, the the main character, um, the boyfriend of the girl who fell, uh, he is a med student. Right. Um, and then she's a law student um, and various different 
there's a um another girl is a psychology student it is it's fast-paced um there's before and after chapters which i really enjoy so before she fell and after she fell so you jumping back constantly through the book getting different perspectives and then you find something out in the after chapter and then you go back to the before and you're like oh that's the link um which i thought was really clever and you do want to keep reading it just to find out what the heck happened to her. Yeah. And it is a commentary, I think that's the right word, on narcissism, which I thought was interesting. The flaws of the characters I thought were written very well. And they're all they all have their own personal flaws. And then how they kind of are all I don't know. I don't even want to call it like there's two flats. There's his flat and her flat and his flatmates and her flatmates. And they're all kind of all meshed together into mm. this big smorgasbord of uni students just going through what uni students go through. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Alan. Did either of you watch um, Boy Swallows Universe on No, TV? I, can't, I want Not to. Yet. I can't wait. It's on my list. Yeah. Yeah. My parents are almost finished watching it. And, and every time it? I see bits of it, when I walk oh. upstairs, I'm like, oh, this looks so good. I can't wait to watch it. Someone came into the bookshop uh, having just watched it. They hadn't read it, but they watched it. So I handed them the book. The book. Lola. No, I handed oh. them the next book. <laughs> the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So they should read the book too, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wasn't, but having not watched it, I don't know how close the. TV production is to the to book, the book. Mm. but I thought if they'd enjoyed it, they would enjoy Trent My Dawson's. husband's nervous about watching it because the book was one of his all-time favourites and he's worried that it won't. Oh, my mum said it's incredible. Mm. She was, she cannot speak highly enough of, and I was like, you know, it's semi-autobiographical, right? And she, she was like, the, what? Has she read the book? No, she hasn't. Mm. She asked me to buy the book. She was yeah. like, I need, do you, do you have Boy Swallows Universe? I was like, yes, um, I do. We do. <laughs> we do. If you're on the scene, we always have Boy Swallows. Yes. <laughs> it's one of those books. <laughs> What, what mm. people listening can't see is that um, Laura and Rachel write down the books that they've read. <laughs> they have a lovely list that they're looking at on their phones. And Laura's even got notes about the books uh, that she's read. And I am hopeless <laughs> at recording what I've read. I even downloaded a special app. Yes, Storygraph. Story yep, we're all for Storygraph. It's supposed to help me to record books that I've read. And but you have to actually use it. I have it. to actually use it. That's, see, that's the flaw in, in this plan. But Rachel was telling me today that she's going to scan all the books she has at home. Why are you going to do I that? I spent all weekend alphabetizing. No. Alphabetizing my books at home because I saw on a TikTok that only millennials color coordinate their books and all of my books are color coordinated <laughs> and in their beautiful color coordinated piles. And I felt attacked. And I also like change, so I was like, wow. let's just change it, shake it up. So I alphabet, I was like, I don't know how to do this because my hands just tried and take the red books and put them beside the other red books. And I, I couldn't stop. And all of my majority of my books are actually black. So I couldn't stop making little black piles. And then I decided the only way to possibly rearrange them so that nothing matches is to alphabetize them. And now I think they look awful. 
They look horrible. Oh. And I'm going back to color coordinating them next week. But now that they're all alphabetized, I want to scan them. Why? Why? I got told by a customer uh, a couple weeks ago now, um, Sean, he said, oh my God, you need to buy a barcode scanner and you need to download Libib. It's L-I-B-I-B. I think it's just libib.com. If you go to libib.com or there's an app for it. Um, and it's you just cat, cat, catalog all of your personal books. So, so, that, so that if you go to a bookstore, you can be like, do I have this? And then you can check your catalog. Or people like me who have 10 different editions of the same book. And I can go in and be like, I have that one. I scanned it. I scanned it at home. I don't need wow. a copy of that. Or like yesterday, I was like, I swear I have a copy of that. And I couldn't find it anywhere. But if I had scanned them all, then I would be able to you see. Still I find do it. have a copy. Yeah. <laughs> They're all advertised now, so I can't find it. Okay, I'm just going to say for the record, I will never... <laughs> I've alphabetized. How do you say alphabetize <laughs> my books or scan them? Well, my dad was like, "That's a dumb way to organize things because how are you gonna like? How are you ever gonna find like books?" And I was like, "Well, the author. I'm alphabetizing by the author's last name, mm. like so, we do in the shop. Like we do in the shop. Well, some sections. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I can. I mean, all of." the same the authors write the same books like crime authors they're all all the crime books are there there's a flaw so you're not categorizing i'm not categorizing them oh but that might come so next. the non-fiction we've mixed up with the yeah, it is. Oh, yeah it is. that's what i said it's it disgusting it's it ugly is. i hate it it just looks messy i don't know how but then i have the wrong bookshelves for it as well they looked nice they're little cube piles of red and mm. rainbow you might just now that have to accept that you're a millennial yeah. Well, then my mom said, yeah, don't let TikTok change you. And don't Listen, don't let someone personally okay, attack you. We that, everyone. Don't let TikTok change you. Mm. <laughs> I tried to change. I like change. That's the thing. Is like yeah. It just triggered me to be like, oh, maybe I'll try something else. Maybe I'll alphabetize them. And now I'm like, ew. I still can't say that. Well, I'm going to go through. Alphabetize. 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 Now... Isn't it? Isn't it alphabeticized? Alphabetized. Oh, oh, it sounds terrible no, now. Is it alphabeticized? I think no, it's, it's not alphabeticized. It's alphabetized. Okay, we're going off on a tangent. Anyway, um, anyway, yeah. So next week I'll color coordinate them again. Do you arrange your books, Laura, in any sort of system? What happens to me is that we move house, oh, and boxes. I have to cull. <laughs> oh, I have to cull them. No. Because you can't move You're not allowed to say that on the podcast. Books. No, okay. no, you, can't. you can move. No culling of books. Maybe uh, just about 30 degrees. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't have enough bookshelves to keep all the books that I've ever had. Buy more. Read. Buy more bookshelves. <laughs> yeah, build that's, more that bookshelves. That is the answer. It's a storage yeah. problem. Uh, I give a lot of books away to charity. Can't relate. Um... <laughs> I, I just can't keep the volume mm. of books that I have. That's what my mom said. She's like, while you're going through your books, you could like get rid of some. Yeah, you could get rid of some. I was like, no, I can't. Uh -huh. What? And then I got to the end of the weekend and I was like, oh my God, I never want to see another book again. And she was like, well, that's too bad because you work at the bookstore tomorrow. <laughs> I don't think my I mom doesn't sound like that. Sorry, mom. <laughs> I 
don't think I have two copies of any book. So yeah, when really. you talk about having different um different versions. Different versions of the same book, mm. I'm like, that is bonkers. Why would you have more than one? Copy of a book. Like the new Percy Jackson books that just came out. And a girl they came in today. So pretty. And she was like, I already have copies of these, but these are new covers. And I was like, Yes, thank you. I did the same thing. But you see, maybe I I'll reread them now. If I saw if I saw a prettier copy than the copy I had, I would keep. I might buy a new pretty copy, but then I'd probably get rid of my old. I do I do that mostly. Like that new well, it's not that new, the Barbara King Kingsol cover, which is beautiful yes. of um, Poisonwood Bible. Oh yes. yes. I bought that one and went home and threw out my old one, which yeah. was so ratty and disgusting. But I like keeping the copy that I've read. So I'll be like, mm. oh, I can't give this one away because this is the one that I've read. But you want the other new one. But I want the new one. Yeah. You want it pristine. No, I it's don't just a new, a new cover. Yeah, new cover. New look. Yeah. Interesting. New display have any, item. Have you read any, anything else? Books are decorations. I'm going to circle back to what I was saying before. <laughs> How you have lists, right? And I don't have a list, so I've completely yes. forgotten. But you were talking about those thrillers, and I'm sure I read one that I've not talked about. Yeah, you have. You what did. You read The Search Party Thank by you. Search Hannah Party. Ritual, Hannah. I think. Yeah. Sorry, Hannah. Sorry. Hannah. That was good. We've already sold out of it. I know. We're waiting for I more. Because I said I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it went. It mostly went in our book subs, actually. So yes. If you're listening and you received one in your book sub, I hope you liked it because I handpicked that for you. <laughs> I thought it was great. Set in Cornwall. Uh, God, it was a while ago. What was it about? A search party? Mm, maybe. That'll be it. <laughs> it was good. I'll say no more. Mm. But Laura's back on her list. What, what else? Uh, I'm, I'm reading at the moment. I'm halfway through Golden Hill by Frances Spufford, who I think has a new book <gasps> coming out any minute now. Yes. And Golden Hill is set in... Um, New York, right at the start of of, um, of New York, and it re it reads like a kind of American Dickensian novel. It's kind of it's it's exciting, you know. They they sort of um, get into trouble and have to start climbing over the roofs, and he's um, there's something up with the main protagonist, the guy. He's um, he's not what he seems. Okay, it's quite exciting. He's um, he's arrived with a whole load of money. He's going to swindle everyone. Um, and I can't quite work out how. A um, couple of books came in. Did these come in today? Yep. As soon as I spied them, I went, ooh. Um, Kylie Reed, she wrote Such a Fun Age, which was hugely popular. I thought it was a great read. And she has got a new one coming out. It's called Come and Get It. What's it about? What is it about? Everything comes at a price, but not everything can be paid for. <laughs> Millie wants to graduate, get a job and buy a house. Yada, yada, yada. And the sharp, provocative portrait of desire, consumption and bad behaviour, Kylie Reid takes a lens to our money-obsessed society to ask just how much of ourselves we are willing to trade to get what we want. Ooh, sounds, sounds a little bit great. like Piglet. Oh, you were saying yeah. before, like, what would you compare Piglet to? And I'm like, I don't know. Sounds a little bit... Piglet-esque. Can't wait for Piglet to come out and sell it to people. Yeah, I'm, I can't wait to read that. That's like going to be next mm. on my file, actually. Mm -hmm. I think it's a good book club book. There's so to much to discuss. Like, mm. class and eating disorders and... Gosh. Oh, just like being in your own head and... Yeah. 
the suspense in it. It kills you until the end. We're gonna be, it's gonna be hard, to, well, it's gonna be challenging to choose our book club books for our shop book club because, I mean, I'm just looking at this, these piles and like, oh, I wanna do that one and yeah. that one and that one. Uh, a good problem to have. The other book I picked up was Whenever You're Ready. It's called Whenever You're Ready by Trish Bolton. I've not heard of her before. Is it yet another debut? I'm not sure. We've clearly done our pretty. research this episode. Uh, pretty cover, though. Such a pretty so cover. So pretty. What old, is it? Watermelon? Old Friends, New Beginning. That is a watermelon. <laughs> An unexpected death finds Lizzie, Alice and Margaret at various crossroads in their lives, torn between looking back and moving on. Whenever you're ready is a sweetly wise and gently wistful novel about the secrets and seasons of three intertwined lives. I just want to read it. Oh, sounds I lovely. Just want to read sounds it. cozy. Yeah. I'm reading, I think, mm-hmm. uh, currently reading Days of Innocence and Wonder. Yay! By Lucy Chalor. I'm really, really enjoying it, but it is not a fast read. It is one of those books that you need to sit down and you need to savor it because the writing is so beautiful that you just have to stop and marvel it's, it's literary isn't it it's, it is it's yeah literary. it's not hard it's not but, hard no but it's like every sentence is it's like how did you mm. describe that so well but sometimes people describe things and I'm like that feels really try hard or that it just isn't doing what you want it to do but with her like with her metaphors and things that she compares and the descriptive words that she uses I'm really big on descriptive words like things like um you know sparkly eyes and and then like when authors come up with like really beautiful ways of saying the most common Mm. things Mm. and Lucy Trelaw's book is just like full of everything is beautiful but it's not and I don't know what's going to happen and it's not particularly it's a sort of dread or foreboding that I it's growing okay yes it's growing and I have no idea where the book is going Mm. it's not I wouldn't Personally, I don't think it's plot driven. I don't think it's character driven. I'm just reading it for the writing. I'm just reading it because it's beautiful writing. I don't really care where the story goes. Uh, Because I loved it. I gave it to my husband to read and he read it over Christmas and he struggled. He he kept, because he wasn't, he kept picking up and putting it down. He didn't have, I think you need solid chunks to read. I know he said it up. Maybe I couldn't what he expected. uh, I couldn't read a lot at a time because Mm. I felt like there was so much to absorb. Mm. Like you literally have to put it down in order to absorb it. You could read chunks at a time, but maybe it depends. It's not an on your mood, isn't it? Yeah, some book like Anna O or Piglet, Cosmo Fades. They're all like ones you can just race through. Yeah, and actually, interestingly. I handed Anna O to my husband the minute I'd finished it because mm. I said, this is going to be huge. And it's by Matthew Blake. And he raced through it and mm. thoroughly enjoyed it. And then we had a discussion about the murderer. Yeah. And uh, a lot of the books that we've talked about today are, are good for both men and women. Which I mean, is great. Which yeah. is great. Awesome. Yeah. It means you can sell them to everyone. Mm. So, yeah. And... Yeah, I don't think Days of Innocence and Wonder is a beach read. 
No. Like, and you can tell you from know, the cover. You don't. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Don't take this to the beach and expect, like, you know. And maybe that was a problem with my husband as well. He was treating it as needed something and fast The causal fades by Freddie Gillies is definitely a beach read. It's an anywhere beach read. Yep. Yep. Piglet, I don't think, is a beach read. Okay. It's, I don't know, not, it's, it's, it's a sit down with a cup of tea and a slice of cake. Sit down with food. Food. Read it after you've eaten. Or read it with your lunch and then read it with your dinner. Now I'm hungry. I'm so hungry. I'm hungry. So I think we should, should we finish up because we're all hungry. We need to go dinner. Oh, I hope you've enjoyed listening and uh, it's great to have the three of us together. I'm mm. looking forward to further chats on Book Club Banter. Banter.